So two episodes back, I started telling you about the great and mighty scrapbook page reorganization project that I've taken on as a result of the pandemic. In short, the pandemic has left me feeling the need to tighten up the scrapbooking, reorganize the pages, and do a more equitable job of documenting the important stories of our lives. I've found a fresh motivation for getting the scrapbook pages, all the scrapbook pages, arranged neatly and in a way that would not be a burdensome mess to anyone who might come behind me. I've spent some time lately, pretty much every day, working towards these goals, and I'm happy with the progress that's being made. The new albums arrived, and yes, they are just as lovely and pretty all lined up on the shelf as I'd hoped they would be. During this process, I've learned a thing or two, so I made a list of things to share with you. Welcome to 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking, the podcast for scrapbookers, documenters, and paper craft enthusiasts of all kinds. This is episode 16. I'm calling it, There's Always More to the Story. This is a simple list of 11 things that I've learned about scrapbooking lately after taking a slightly critical look at the body of scrapbook pages that I've created in the past quarter century. Wow, quarter century, that sounds really serious. It's 25 years, y'all. First of all, oh my, this hobby can really take up a lot of space, not only in your life, but also your living space. Am I right? One of my goals was to tighten up and really take stock in the value and contribution of every single page. As a result of this exercise, I've actually discarded about 30 pages, ones that just no longer fit the bill. They didn't seem worthy of the space they were taking up. They said nothing relevant. They were pretty pages. As it turns out, that was just overkill. So I let them go. This consideration of page value is something I've never done before. Yes, most of them were fun to make, but they really only serve to prove that I'm a good photographer or a good scrapbooker. For example, there was a two-page spread of quite a few pictures of the bushes from our yard at the Nashville house, all covered in ice. At the time, it seemed absolutely imperative to me to capture every single ice-coated crystal bush in the snowstorm of 2011. But looking back, do I really care about all 14 shrubs? And will one really good picture be more than enough? I was a good scrapbooker and Nashville didn't get enough snow in a year to build an ice cube. So when it finally happened, when sheets of ice and snow blanketed my yard in the early part of 2011, I was thrilled. I was thrilled to finally have an excuse to now use all those lovely snowflake brads and beads and punches on my pages. I finally got to use that title that, frankly, I bet people who live in snowbound places probably hate. Snow much fun! Exclamation point. But let's be real, 14 melting shrubs is a bit much. These pages actually said nothing and added nothing to my body of work. I peeled off one photo to keep and the rest of the layout found a new home in the circular bin. I want what stands as my body of work to say clearly she was an enthusiastic yet thoughtful memory preservationist. I don't want it to say she scrapbooked every single picture she could find. 
Don't get me wrong, I wasn't brutal in this page purge. If there was a person on it, I kept it. If it contributed to all the overarching stories of our lives, I kept it. I did notice that the majority of the pages that I parted with were pages that I made in classes, and that was an eye-opener. I've always loved taking classes, but apparently I'm not very good at assigning pictures to layouts after the layout has been made. I had an inkling about this going in, but this exercise made it pointedly clear. Number two, many years ago I realized that I love black and white micro check ribbon. Like, I mean, I really love it. I fell hard for it, and I have dubbed it the universal ribbon because it really is appropriate in any situation and for any theme or holiday. It works well as a design element on even the most manly pages, adding texture and a pop of black without going overboard. Over the years, I've seen some favorite design techniques and styles wax and wane, come and go, but I still believe that there is no wrong way to use black and white micro check ribbon. It really is the universal ribbon. Number three, I know that scrapbooking can easily become a hobby that is just downright expensive. Budget crafting is a very popular topic, and I'm careful to shop for supplies with coupons and sales, but still, there are certain elements of crafting that can just get costly. That said, if I can impress upon our little community one area of super importance, one area where we must invest in quality product for the good of all this scrapbooking holiness, my friends, adhesive is everything. And cheap adhesive is not a friend. I don't say this lightly. Some of those cheap lightweight adhesives are not doing the job of keeping things attached in the long term. And it's been the most frustrating part of this process. I'm just here to say, adhesive is not the place to save a buck. Invest in the good stuff. Number four is a new practice. I think including a note about your scrapbooking process and your hopes for the album you create is a really outstanding idea and one I'm about to start incorporating. While some of us don't scrapbook primarily for posterity and future generations, it's likely that at some point there will be a passing of the torch and someone along the way will inherit all the scrapbooks. To make that an easier process, I'm including a letter in the front of each book that explains the theme of the book and shows a family tree with the names of the major players in the album. I hope this will help keep all the pertinent information accessible to anyone enjoying my pages in the future and will help to document the rudimentary details of our family makeup and timeline. Number five, do the journaling in the process. Do not give in to the temptation to procrastinate. I know, it's heavy. Even the pages with just the most basic details written out have far more meaning years later than the prettiest page without a story. A page can still be photocentric while sharing space with the stories. And remember, photos never tell the whole story. Number six, I do not believe in revisionist history. As you build a scrapbook, there will be people who come and go to and from your life. It's a fact. 
My rule is if a person is important enough to be included in your photos and your scrapbook at some point, they are important enough to stay there. No revisionist history allowed. Well, hmm. there is that one person who lives in infamy in my scrapbook pages perpetually covered up by a post-it note. So I suppose I do believe in a little bit of selective history. Maybe that's a better way to go. You gotta make your own rules for that though. Number seven, don't be afraid to include the difficult parts of life in your pages. I understand that this is a particularly personal choice. Do I scrapbook the hard times? Do I mention the challenges? Do I acknowledge the mistakes and the screw ups? I say yes. I never wanna use my scrapbook as a weapon but I do try to convey a thorough portrayal of our lives in the pages of my books. Our family motto is courage flourishes at the wound, and it's my intention for the stories told in the scrapbook pages to bear that out. Number eight. On a personal note, I woefully underestimated how many pages I have created across, across the course of 25 years and I did not buy enough new page protectors to get this reorganization project accomplished. You know what that means, right? I must go shopping. Sorry, babe. Number nine, there's a mystery afoot in my house. Why are there no pictures of certain Christmases from early in my adult life? I'm now brainstorming ways to document some of the details of those early Christmases with my husband, because apparently, we didn't take pictures before our first son was born, not even on Christmas. I admit I've never really been enthusiastic about Christmas pictures because one, they tend to be chaotic, and two, I'm not a fan of red and green together, so they're hard to scrapbook. But surely I didn't just not take any Christmas pictures in those years, really? It's a mystery for sure. Number 10, I feel like this reorganization came at just the right time. My youngest son is going to graduate from high school in May 2021, come what may, and while I've never been one to scrapbook for the children, he does have a baby album that's mostly finished, and I would like to have a collection of pages that show his school progression through the years and his accomplishments to share with him as he finishes up this chapter in his life. Oh yeah, understand that I have absolutely no intention of letting him abscond with said album until he's purchased a house and demonstrated proficiency in responsible adulting. Then perhaps I'll consider letting him take possession of this album, provided I'm allowed a proper shared custody agreement. You think I'm joking, but I'm really not. He can take the digital files with him if he... If he wants to. So far, he's not indicated that he wants to, but I'm open to that. Maybe. We'll see how that works out. Finally, number 11. In my research of album storage options, I observed that many, many scrapbookers apparently don't share my need to keep books on a shelf that is high up off the floor of our house. Now, I've experienced a couple of floods in my life, both the man-made kind and the natural disaster kind, and I'm kind of particular about storing albums not near the floor. 
Some of y'all must be living flood-free lives. I'm just saying. Special thanks to the boy who is counting the minutes until Christmas break and helping out his technologically challenged mom with her little podcast. Give a nod to Gray, y'all. That's our time for today. I look forward to your comments about the show and maybe even your questions for the Monday Mailbag segment. You can reach out by emailing me at scrappy10 at gmail.com. Tin is always spelled out. Your thoughts and comments, well, they just make my day. Join me every Monday for a new episode of the podcast for scrapbookers, documenters, and paper crafters of all kinds. As together, we make and preserve the memories and moments of our lives in 2020. I can't wait to talk a little scrap again next week on 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. I'll see you there. Thank you.